This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. If you spend any kind of time here at Conduit Church, you know that we have a vision, and that is to be a Jesus church. Now, Jesus church is a church that does what Jesus said and does what Jesus did. And so it's just real simple, and we have a mission, and that mission is to be a a conduit to the community around us as well as the world in front of us and around us and all up and down us and all the different things. And we have a purpose, to make disciples. But we also, you said, how in the world do we do this? Well, Acts 2.42, and this is what's great. We're, we're finally uh, getting toward the end of uh, the Lord's Supper, you know, the, that uh, Seder meal. We have been since Mother's Day. We have been, you talk about taking a long time at a restaurant. Uh, we have been since May uh, in this uh, final dinner, and uh, we're getting ready. We'll see in chapter 17, all four of these are taking place. And uh, it's something Jesus is teaching, as well as they're all in one place and fellowship. They're breaking bread at the Seder dinner. And really, chapter 17 is the longest prayer recorded by Jesus. And uh, Jesus, it's really divided up in three parts, and we're going to talk about how Jesus prayed for himself, uh, he prayed for his disciples, and he prayed for all believers. But I want you to realize something. If our goal is to do what Jesus did and say what Jesus said, how many of you know We should be people of prayer because Jesus was a person of prayer. In fact, he's still praying for us. And I want you to understand, a lot of people think that Jesus' earthly ministry uh, was his ministry. He did that for three years. Uh, For 2,000 years, he's been sitting at the right hand of God making intercession for the saints. And so he was modeling to us what we're to say and do. And then he has been praying for us and he still prays for us. And so it's important that we understand Jesus started his ministry with prayer. He was fasting and prayer. He was in the wilderness. You said, yeah, he was tempted of the devil, but he was there praying. And he was there, uh, he prayed on a regular basis. He prayed with his disciples. He prayed without his disciples. He took all the disciples. Sometimes he just had the big three, Peter, James, and John. And he was praying with them. Uh, Again, uh, we learned today that uh, not only did he end his earthly ministry in prayer, but he also revealed his uh, role in heaven and that is to intercede for us. Now, how many of you know we're going to 
try to get some definitions to some big churchy words. Uh, I told y'all one time when I spoke, I'm educationally challenged. I went to public school in Alabama, college in Mississippi. The only thing that'd make me dumber would be a master's from Arkansas and a doctorate from Kentucky. Uh, and so I'm just telling you, I've got issues. Uh, uh, and so my favorite study tool is uh, the dictionary. Uh, and I'm constantly looking up things. And, you know, intercession sounds, sounds deep. Intercession. Intercession. Maybe it's something that happens at night. I don't know. Maybe it's something you do with music in the background or, you know, choreographed or something. Do, 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 intercession. But we've all done intercession. Oh, listen, maybe you have. But I don't know if I have. Yes, you have. I'm not called to intercession. Yes, you are. Because all intercession is is praying on behalf of someone else. Listen, if you have kids, you have interceded. You have interceded. If, listen, if you have a boss and you are not the boss, you have interceded. I want you to understand we all pray on behalf of someone else. And so Jesus is praying on behalf of us. Now, I just have a question this morning. If he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the things that he wanted to pray over himself, over his disciples, and over all of us who are believers because of the message that we have heard from the disciples as well as those that will hear the message from us. Do you think those things still matter to him? And how are we doing on the answer to those prayers for the things that Jesus prayed for? Now, if you don't get anything else I say today, which there's a good chance, uh, look at James 5, 16. The prayer of a righteous person. There's another one of those church words. Righteous just means right relationship or right standing. And we know because of what Jesus did, we have access to the Father through Jesus, the one and only way to the Father. And so that makes us a righteous person. Uh, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, my prayers are powerful and effective. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that when you pray, Jesus hears, the Father also hears and works in our behalf? And I believe with all my heart, Jesus is always praying for us. And so if he's praying, I want to know what he's praying for. And so uh, that's important to me. Now, first of all, we're going to break up chapter 17. How many of you know that's a lot of verses? 
and we're a lot of verses, and we're going to break it up into three parts, and uh, we won't talk about every verse. Uh, there's a lot to go back and look at here, but first of all, Jesus prays for himself. Now, you think, what would the one and only Son of God ask the Father for? What does he want? I mean, everything the Father has is here's we see that. And let's look at John 17, verses 1 through 5. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. Man, what did he just pray? Glorify me so I can give the glory back to you. Verse 2, for you granted him authority over all people and that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, does that sound strange to anybody? Because he hadn't gone to the cross yet. And most of the time, we think about what was the work that Jesus came to earth to do? Well, to be uh, the payment for our sins, to atone for our sins, to win back a way to the Father and to do away with that separation. But here, and we'll see in verse 6, he'll reveal what it is. He says, I've already finished what you've sent me into this earth to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Of all the things Jesus could pray for, of all the things, you know, uh, if you've ever uh, thought, if you could have anything in this world, what would you ask for? And, you know, we know in the Old Testament the right answer is always wisdom. Uh, But... As we look at these things, some people would want, uh, you know, uh, riches or this or that. Jesus says, glorify me so I can give all the glory back to you. And I think it's important as we look at the day we live in. I remember when our teenagers uh, took over on youth takeover service, and they did a little rap, a little chant that said, all my friends just want to be famous. And uh, so many folks, and listen, if you're Instagram famous, I'm proud of you. Uh, I, I'm not, I know we have a lot of influencers and stuff. I have, I have more followers than I literally know why, except they just like to know where I eat. Uh, but uh, <laughs> want to know some lunch places in the Franklin area, follow Jim. Uh, but it's one of those things that as we look at things, Here Jesus is saying, glorify me so I can glorify you and make you known. And we see that in verse 6. And here Jesus prays for his disciples. He says, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. And that's really uh, what Jesus did is he came to reveal the Father and everything he did. And again, as we look at uh, these scriptures, down in verse 9, it says, pray for them. Uh, 
I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And uh, again, he goes in verse 11 and names three things that Jesus is praying for his disciples for. And the first thing he does is pray that Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me. Why? So they may be one. Here's two things that he wants for his disciples. Protection from the evil one and that they would be unified, that they would walk in unity. I don't know about you, but has anybody ever dislocated something? Uh, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up playing football, and uh, I was an orthopedic uh, surgeon's uh, dream come true. Uh, I actually, I always said, I bet the guy who was the son of my orthopedic surgeon drives a nice car, and I actually got to meet him. He was a pastor, and uh, I got to meet him, and he told me who his daddy was, and I said, tell me about the car you drove in high school. And uh, it was really nice. He had a uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass, you know, SS. It was really, you know, muscle car in the 70s. It was nice. And I said, you can thank me for that. Uh, uh, my mother had good insurance. You had a nice car. It all worked out. Uh, but really, truly, uh, I remember I dislocated my shoulder one time. And right there in front of God and everybody in 10,000 people at my high school game, they decided to put that shoulder. And I was just crying like a baby. You know, they just operate too. You know, they rub dirt on it. You know, that's all they said back then. And, uh, you know, put my shoulder back in. And, you know, while it was just hanging loose like a zombie, uh, it was one of those things I didn't have feeling in it. It was disjointed. It didn't feel like it fit to, with the rest of the body, just, you know, laying there uh, doing those things. And as soon as they put it back in, it hurt, but blood started flowing and everything. And, you know, uh, I was good. They might have shot something in there. It was Alabama. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> if it wasn't legal, they did it uh, at my high school. <laughs> That's why we won on a regular basis. Uh, but uh, it was one of those things that they worked on my shoulder, and it all once everything got back in alignment, it was great. But when things are out of alignment, it's not, it doesn't work well with us. That's why things like strife, things like sin, things like unforgiveness, Things like choosing to be offended. How many of you know if if you get offended, it's a choice. It's one though, and I've I've found this from being married for forty five years. Uh, when someone is offended in the home, they hear things you didn't say. Kind of like, honey. You look so beautiful today in that dress. And what she heard, I was not beautiful yesterday in what I wore. Now, I did not say that. I said, honey, you are beautiful in this dress today. We don't get it right every day, guys. We don't pay attention enough. And so, you know, in those rare times when there was some kind of 
situation uh, where we were choosing to not get along, uh, all of a sudden, uh, it was one of those things that there was a choice to be offended. And I've seen that so many times with people in the church, people uh, in any kind of relationship. There are times we choose the wrong thing, and it is an enemy of unity. Now, also, we see my in verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. There you go. says it again. That... They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth, because your word is true. That word sanctify is another church word that sometimes we don't understand uh, the meaning of it. It's just set apart. It's just set apart. And uh, it's important uh, that we set things apart. Now, my wife and I, we raised our children on 80s and 90s CCM. And pretty much every birthday card, anniversary card to anyone kin to us has a little quote from Mylon Lefevre and Broken Heart. Uh, some of you can Google that. Uh, if you have a poodle, you already know the hairstyle. Uh, at home, uh, kind of poodle hair. Uh, but Mylon had a song that said, love God and hate sin. And my wife still, uh, I'm in charge of writing the cards to our children and grandchildren, but she always adds, love God, hate sin. And sometimes she'll write, listen to Mylon uh, on there because she still likes him. Uh, but I want you to understand something. That separation, sometimes we don't make it. We don't realize that if you love me, you'll keep my commands. If you love me, you'll do the things I say and you'll do the things I did. And it's important that we realize that Jesus is praying that we will be separate from the world. How many of you know there ought to be a difference in a disciple and someone who is not a disciple? And it's important that we realize if Jesus is praying protection from the evil one, and he's also praying for our unity, and he's also praying that we will separate ourselves from evil and sin, that those things still matter to him. And so when I choose to walk in that and do that myself, I'm getting in alignment with Jesus's prayer for me as a disciple. Now, my upbringing, this might uh, uh, bring Tara's to Darren and his uh, uh, upbringing, but uh, it's just real simple. John 10, 10. You got to figure out who's the good guy and who's evil. And the devil is still playing that little game where something happens to you 
And we know he's behind it because like John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. If it robs or steals, kills and destroy, it comes from our enemy. But he's kind of like a little brother or something that, you know, mom said, who did that? And, you know, they always, there's always somebody that pointed to the other child, the one who did it, pointed. And that's what our enemy does. He points to Jesus and he tries to get us to blame Jesus for the bad things. Just like we sang today, he's good. Even in the midst of bad situations and bad things, I have to align myself and realize he thinks I can handle it because he promised he wouldn't put on me more than what I can endure. And so I'm going to align my thinking with him and know that somehow in here, this is going to work for my good because I love the Lord and I'm called to his purpose. And so again, Uh, How do you know something is from Jesus? It gives life and life abundantly to the full. And so it's important that we understand that we need to understand uh, who's behind disunity. Who's behind getting us to walk in strife toward one another? And it's important that we understand that. Now, here's the third part of this prayer. Jesus prays for all believers. Look at John 17 and verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us and the folks that we will win to the Lord. That all of them may be one. Boy, unity must be a big deal if it's something Jesus wants for all believers. And I want you to see uh, in verse 23, I want it so they will may be brought to complete unity. Now think about it. Just because you are part of a body doesn't mean that you hang out with all the parts. There's a difference between union and unity. If my forehead ever sees the small of my back, there is surgery in my future. In fact, my forehead has no idea what my tattoo looks like. I mean, uh, no, 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 just, just putting that so you'll read your Bible this week. Uh, you know, some things only come out with prayer and fasting. Uh, but I, I want you to see something. There are parts, uh, how many of you know your nose doesn't like your armpit? There's a reason why Jesus placed them in different parts. But as long as they do what foreheads and noses and armpits and small of your back, as long as they do that, they are in unity. And so many times, because we don't get along with the armpit and the body of Christ, we just, I'm going to go out and do my own thing instead of 
doing nose things. When I, I was a nose, I was created to be a nose. I need to be a nose. And so again, whatever part of the body of Christ to be in un, to be in unity is important that you do what the Lord created you to do. Isn't it amazing that of all the things Jesus could pray for uh, all of the believers, he didn't pray for miracles. He didn't pray for blessings. He didn't pray for prosperity. He prayed that we would be in unity. Now, he said greater things than he did will do when Holy Spirit comes on us, and I believe that with all my heart. But if unity mattered to Jesus when he prayed this prayer, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it still matters about unity today. And so I want you to see that all of us, uh, in fact, Psalm 133 and verse 1 says, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's important. My favorite relationship scripture is Ephesians 4, verse 32, and it says, be ye kind one to another. I've had to tell this to so many married couples over the year. Just be nice. Let's play nice. Uh, let's be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, as God in Christ forgave you. You know, I'll never forget the first time I came face to face with the forgiveness of a loving God. And I remember when I realized, man, I needed a Savior. And you know what? If Jesus can forgive me, there's nobody on this earth that I can't forgive. You know, I've worked in churches for almost 50 years. And uh, I've spent my life telling little boys and girls that forgiveness works. And I'm not going to not walk in it myself. And I have had to forgive folks that I know I'll never get a forgiveness. Or, you know, what they did was put on page one, and I got a forgiveness on page 41 years later. Uh, but it didn't matter because I'd already forgiven them a long time ago. And that walking in unity, uh, it's you don't forgive people for them. You forgive them for you. And it's important that you always choose unity. When I have a choice, I want wisdom, I want unity. Those are two things because it's really wise to walk in forgiveness. And it's important that we do that. Again, if Jesus intercedes for us today, I believe he's still praying these same things over us. And last week, Mo gave us homework. And I had, all, I had fun all week choosing peace and keeping my joy full. I liked having homework. And so, you know what? 
if Mo can give us two things, he said don't eat uh, anything that'll swell your lips up, but I didn't listen. I was, I was trying just to get a good picture. Uh, but again, uh, I'm going to give you four things for homework. First thing is where's our glory? Where's our glory meter? Have I sought glory rather than given all the glory in my life to Jesus and to Father? Really, I've seen some wonderful things happen in my ministry, but the only thing I can take credit for is doing what the Lord told me because he bailed me out of all of it. I didn't know what I was doing, still don't. I just know that thus saith the Lord always works. And so I want to know what he says. Number two, am I praying for protection from evil and for separation from sin over those that I'm discipling? That includes parents. Are you praying this over your children and modeling these things for them? Number three, am I walking in unity? You're the only one that can ask yourself, where, where am I holding on to unforgiveness? Where am I choosing to be offended? Where do I need to let go? What am I holding on to that in the presence of a holy God, I'd have to let go of? Am I walking in unity? And number four, am I making Jesus known as he made the Father known in every situation? Listen, this week, I'm believing you're going to have a wonderful opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. And you're going to make the Father known and what Jesus has done to restore relationship with the Father. We're the only ones that can ask ourselves these questions. And we're the only ones that can walk these things out. Can I pray for you today? I want to. Let's pray. Lord, help us be people of prayer. Lord, you came and you prayed. You still pray. And we want to be like you. Make us people of prayer. Help us to make you known. May we give you all the glory and honor for every good thing in our life because it all comes from you. Will you protect us from the evil one and help us separate ourselves from sin? Help us walk in unity with all brothers and sisters in the faith, but help us to not get disjointed and let things get out of kingdom alignment. Thank you for your eternal life that we have in you. And thank you for your word that always works. Help us this week to walk in it. And never forget, you are praying for us. And we give you thanks in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And amen.